This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. From Race Wars Podcast, this is Unhirable with White Karen and Go To Gatesabi. Okay, we're doing it. Here we are. Guess who's here? Guess who we have? Did you guys listen to the last Race Wars? It doesn't matter. Josh Carter's here. What's up? I'm happy to be back. <laughs> Yay. Josh Carter there on you go. Twitter, right? Yep. Was Josh <laughs> just taken? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like Josh Carter, though. It's really memorable. I used to be the real Josh C back before I had, like, any imagination. And then so- <laughs> Josh Carter was the punchline of, like, one of my first closers that I used to do on stage. Will you t- please, please tell us the joke of Gosh Carter? Well, it's like a joke about like the pharmacy and like how like everything at the pharmacy is a big pain in the ass. And there's just a certain point where I'm like exaggerating how much time is wasted on stupid things. And they ask you stupid questions like, Josh Carter, is that with a J or a G? (laughs) So I'm like, are you kidding? My name is Josh, not Gosh. Do you have Gosh Carters who come here and put in prescriptions, you know? Honestly, I bet they have a lot of Gosh Carters who get coffee at Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they have a lot of kerns, <laughs> it turns out. Um, what happened, Josh, with that Twitter guy? So this, so Phil goes, oh. uh, said that he used to oh, be your so Christian youth. Then. Yeah, well, feedback right away. Oh, Phil. Is that who that is? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's your to, Christian youth name. counselor. Wait, wait, what, he, he did something on Twitter? Oh, wait, are we allowed to name his last name? Do we have to I mean, you that? just bleep it out. No, no, yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't care. He'd love the, the attention. He's a big comedy fan. And, like, <laughs> so Phil is He's one of sweetheart. our like, greatest uh, and most interactive fans on, on Twitter. For sure. Yeah, he's an evangelical Christian, right? I wouldn't call him evangelical. I think, didn't he call himself Does evangelical? He, he calls himself that? I, I think so. I mean, mm. he loves Jesus. Super loves Jesus. Loves Jesus, but not Hardcore in a gay way because he's evangelical. And he's or at straight. Least Christian. He's expressed his love. Um, so he was. He goes, listen to Race Wars now. Josh Carter was on. I was his youth group leader years ago. We've both changed a bit. <laughs> Are you exactly the same? I mean, I used to cause a lot of mischief, and we used to play pranks on Phil. Really? He's like this chubby Asian guy, but he's very lovable. Like we the do perfect, love Phil. The perfect target for pranks when you're a kid. What did <laughs> you do? How old is Phil? Um, How old are you, Josh? I'm 28. I just remember he was in his early 30s when I was in youth group. What did you do So he's probably like in his early 40s. I remember one time, and it's like not really that funny looking back. Now it's just going to make me look like a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) That's every story everybody's ever told on this podcast. Well, well, we'd always make fun of him and stuff like, you know, for being chubby. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know. Like we'd just make a lot of jokes at his expense. One time we went. Like we all we went on this Christian like youth group retreat, <laughs> and uh, it was I think it was called Lake Champion or something. And uh, so we stay in cabins, and there are ki- other kids from other churches who come. So we were like with this really obnoxious like church from Montclair, New Jersey. Uh huh. I don't rich, know. Rich, rich, rich. Yeah, yeah. They're very Aryan. <laughs> no, but it was funny. Go like on. they were they were being very bratty. So once so we like kind of like me and my friend like we decided to go like. Com- like 
uh, Commando makes you think we're not wearing underwear. I mean, like, go on, like, a military mission. We oh, got like, into go their, stealth. Yeah, we got into their cab, and we just, like, fucked shit up. Like, we threw all their sleeping bags and the clothes all over. What a thankless task being a <laughs> camp counselor is. What a nightmare we ba- Then we job. barricaded the doors with their mattresses. Like, <laughs> 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 Children are Psychotic. a living nightmare. Why, like, and counts, camp counselors don't make any. Like, they pay you in camp. Yeah, like, yeah that's well, the here. first time I, I heard Phil Chin curse. <laughs> what did he say? Darn. He was like, fuck. No, oh, I, don't, oh. no, I, don't, I don't think he said the F word. What, I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember that he cursed. Yeah. <laughs> I would hate to do anything with like groups of children traveling away from their parents. Because I remember I was in a theater group and we went to, I think it was Washington, D.C. And this really, really nice man who like was a grandfather at this point. Elliot was our chaperone. He was in our room. And he, like, I don't know if he took a pill or what, but he, like, was a really sound sleeper. So one <laughs> night while he was sleeping, me, and I think it was Matt, Arsenal, and another guy, maybe Tommy Duggan, because they were, like, the, like, hardcore, like, the, like, Wait, tough was this guys. Christian camp? No, no, no. Was it theater, Boston theater, camp? Theater. Was it Austin? Okay. Theater. We were a theater group. We went and, like, sang on the steps of the Capitol. Um, and anyway, they we, like, we, like, covered this guy in shaving cream while he was sleeping. Like, everywhere, everywhere. It's classic, and though. I know, it was classic, but then he never mentioned it the next day. He just acted like nothing had happened. And he was, like, the nicest that's old grandpa. Because he, he didn't want it again. Honestly, but that's such a good mind fuck for the person who did it to you. Like, did I even put shaving cream on you? No, no, I just shave you next time? If Phil never reacted and got... He was kind of... Here's a good comparison. He's, like... Chris Farley and Billy Madison as the bus driver. Like, he was fun to play pranks on because of how upset he, oh, would, he would get. But it wasn't like the type of upset that it scared you. It was the right. type that you laughed at. You know, so that was it's a good tactic. It's the type that encourages that, more pranks. Yeah, exactly. So so your guy, for him, he didn't get up and say anything. That was smart because he knew if he flipped out, you'd be doing it to him every night. It's actually a genius, genius Like I would move. feel bad if I, had t- if I had tore up that room and barricaded the, the mattresses if the counselor's like, didn't say anything, and it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> so was it? Wait, I this was Christian. So much. Your thing? Yeah, yeah. Are you? Were you raised very religiously? My mom is very religious. Um, like, yeah, but I, I have. I was. I did go to church every Sunday, um, and I went to Sunday school. I know the Bible pretty well. I would say. Did you read it cover to cover? No. Okay. I mean, I probably have read everything in it, though. I'm I'm trying to. But actually, everything in it I is between actually, the two covers. Yeah, yeah, I haven't read it all straight. Like I've watched episode three, episode four. Right, you know, but I'm just saying, like, if you've watched all the episodes back. but in the wrong order, and people go, "Do you see the whole season?" You go, "Yeah." I guess that's true. So you read the whole Bible front yeah, to back. Probably. How many times do you think? Um, well, if you think about it like this, for at least years, like four through fifteen, like of my life, I was at church every Sunday. For how long? But what kind of church For how many was hours? it? Um, I went to different churches. Like my mom's, when I was a baby, my mom was actually a Jew for Jesus. So I know a little bit <gasps> about Jews. Which is a Christian, which for fuck's sake is so just a good. Christian. Hey, I mean, why is it, why is no it even matter? There's no such thing as a Jew for it, it's Jesus. A, it, it's, it's just a, well, think about it like this. There are a lot of Jewish people who believe in different messiahs. Right. So why is the Jew the f- for Jesus not a Jew, but because the guy a- who believes in Rabbi Schneerson as the Messiah is right. a Jew? Right. Well, I'll tell you right now. It's because 
Rabbi Schneerson is not a fundamental tenet of the Christian faith, but Jesus is. So if you believe in Jesus in a religious way, then you are not a Jew because a Jew, by definition, doesn't believe in other religious. No, shit. well, Jews Jews believe that Jesus was a person. They yeah. just don't believe just that he's it, the Son of God. But that's why I meant in a religious yeah. way. You can believe. Look, I believe in. Tommy, like I, I mean, I but, see him right in front of my but face. The point but I don't of, think he's God. But the thing is, the I point mean, that's of not true. <laughs> I, I, I do consider, I do consider Jews for Jesus a sect of Christianity. But they um, are. Say, but the thing is that they, they are very Jewish culturally. Like I got, I learned a lot about Jewish culture by doing it. They celebrate Yom Kippur. They celebrate all the stuff Christians don't. That's celebrate. just greedy. Yeah, and they, uh, they just want all the days off. It's not off. that I, greedy know. to celebrate Yom Kippur though. So you have to like fast. It's like not the fun one. They, yeah, I, I went to bad Passover seders as a kid. You know, Jewish kids get so disappointed when it's the black kid who finds the afi komet. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like super unfair. Um, but was Wait, your so mom are you black Jewish? Jewish? Is yeah, she, that's like, what I'm no, asking. No, no, my mom's not Jewish. My mom was raised Catholic. She just like. Uh, it's an easy move. So my mom is born again Christian. Te- so like I know that has that. The she's name, a born again Catholic the, Jew for Jesus. Can we well, please get your mom on the podcast? She's please? not. She's not a Jew for Jesus anymore. So she left that. And most of my life, we went to this church called Redeemer, which is where I knew Phil, which is a huge church at Hunter College. They use the Hunter College Auditorium as their church. Basically. Oh my god, we have a mega church in New York City, and we oh, didn't even know it. I mean, it's not like a mega church like the Southern pastors driving a Bentley. It's like I'm I actually. I wonder: Is the person rich? Probably the pastor. Tim, Ke- the pastor is a famous in the Christian world. Like okay, Tim so my Keller. brother is that at a church rich. that's like pretty small, and I he might be annoyed that I say this, but I know that there's like three pastors, and it's I believe a hundred eighty sixty thousand dollars a year. And that's really a small church. So really, like the three pastors make one hundred eighty and sixty. Oh, I th- okay. Like no 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 like that's, like that's fine though. What's three wrong? Levels. That's I don't think that's bad. A hundred a hundred grand for a small church is like a good living, is it not? Yeah. It's a good living, but it's like a big responsibility. I yeah, think yeah, to like, be responsible I, I for the like emotional and spiritual welfare of all those people. I think the difference though is that a lot of these churches, like my mom, like had me with that. I like she basically raised me on her own, like as a single parent, and a lot of that was due to the church she was going to at the time, like helping mm. her out. People were donating her stuff. Like church money was being used to kind of help her out and help her get on her feet. And a lot of people don't talk about it, but a lot of these churches who make this type of money do do stuff like that to help out like loyal members of the congregation in need and stuff. Well, that's the thing. Like being a pastor, being a religious leader is like a 24 7, 365 job. Like if people need you, you can't be like, um, it's 2 a.m. and I'm having a bourbon. Like you have to kind of be there for people who really need you all the time whenever it is. Yeah. That yeah, sounds like an so idea. 100 grand is like nothing, yeah. And I guess actually, what you just described like every time my brother has had a kid, like they're bringing food over, they, they give child care. They, it, I mean, it's it like is your whole positive. life, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. There's and no if, if you think about 100k in New York City, could barely get to an apartment. In well, totally, but this would probably I mean, literally can't you get you jack shit. But wait, did you grow up going to shul? Did you go to like it? Wasn't I wouldn't even call it shul, I mean, we went to synagogue. Like, I feel like what you, you can call them interchangeable things, but the thing that you choose to call it kind of tells you what it is, right? So, like, mm. if you say I went to shul, you're at least conservative, if not more religious than that. If you say I went to temple, you're, like, pretty secular because that's a thing that sounds good to American people. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. If you say I went to synagogue, that's also really American, so you probably weren't that religious. So we went to synagogue, and I grew up... Um, 
Were you very religious? No, I'm, but my family's Israeli, so it's like kind of a different thing, right? It's like, it's like your identity, but you don't necessarily have to do it that much. But they wanted us to get some kind of religious education. This, I still am confused about like what they did. Like they, it's really important to my parents that I'm Jewish and like I, I, like make Jewish babies. However, the older I got, the more I realized I didn't know shit about it. Like even the, um, <laughs> so they go to a conservative temple now, which like you would think it would just be like the same prayers and stuff. You just like go more often and do more stuff. But um, <laughs> what I realized is that all the prayers that they taught us when I was in synagogue, because it was a reform, <laughs> because it was a reform synagogue, they didn't teach us like the right melodies like the ones that everybody in the whole world has known for thousands of years, they had rewritten them all on acoustic guitar. <laughs> so all I knew is like <laughs> soft rock prayer melodies <laughs> sung by like a hippie with long hair. And I, I'm to I've, this day, I'm so <laughs> lost. It's weird. Like I know the words, but I don't really like do it right. And my parents are just like, it's so important. It's so important. I was like, and I'm like, honestly, like I trust you and respect you and believe you. But if it was that important, wouldn't you just like, taught me the shit so what was the like was there a rabbi that was like pretty fabulously wealthy at the head everybody of the was super rich because we lived in like so the neighborhood where i grew up and we weren't super rich at all by any means but like still with like they made an effort what, both academics right so but they made an effort to move us into this nice neighborhood for the schools and all that right so it's actually the neighborhood where bill cosby got arrested so it's like kind of fancy Ooh, um we just live in like a regular place Wait, but did bill cosby get place. arrested yeah, for like raping dozens of women, remember? I knew that, I didn't know that he actually had charges though. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. fighting them now. He's like, I, I can't like go to jail because I'm blind. And they're like, well, you weren't blind. Well, they when were blind at the time. dozens <laughs> of women, <laughs> including Janice Dickinson. But like everybody who went there was like kind of like, uh, like not Bill Cosby rich, but like like kind of a little bit rich. Do you know what I mean? Like rich-ish, rich enough that like mm -hmm. my family was like slightly uncomfortable. So it was uncomfortable. like the synagogue kind of ornate. Yeah, well, here's what it was. It was churchy because Reformed Jews, their big thing is we're not that Jewish. Like we're Jewish, but we don't want American non-Jews to feel unchill around us. So it would be a weird like. It was really churchy. There was like so traditionally, it's supposed to be kind of like a rounder thing, right? So like so there the the there's not like a ton of places. Like this is the idea. Like so the the rabbis in the middle, and then everybody kind of has like equal access. But it was like very there was like a, a very elevated pulpit. It was really formal. It was like I remember you know you're not supposed to eat meat and dairy, like any kind of meat and dairy, even if it's not like beef. Right. Like I know chickens don't make milk, but you can't have like chicken and cheese. So anyway, after like the services, they would serve like um, <laughs> like turkey and Swiss sandwiches. <laughs> and my parents don't know why. I don't know jack shit about it. <laughs> I didn't know that you that turkey and cheese mattered or chicken and cheese. It's any because it's not it's like not the letter of the law necessarily. It's like the spirit of it. So like the law says, you know, or whatever. It's based on the passage that says, like, don't boil a calf in its mother's milk. It's a prohibition against yeah, cruelty, yeah. right? Like, don't be cruel. But, um, but like, just so that you don't accidentally boil it. I, I don't know. It's just like no meat and dairy together. Interesting. It's a little like, is it a little land dweller? Is that sort of the line? What do you mean? Like a land dweller versus something in the sea that has scales. Like you can eat fish from the oh, sea that has I scales see, with dairy. Yeah, because they don't produce any kind. Of, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I guess. Like, I guess I was like, they don't produce milk, but like neither does a chicken or a turkey. Can you have caviar in your sushi? Fish in its eggs? 
That is such a good question. Could you have? I have done that. <laughs> could you have whale or dolphin with dairy? Why? Well, I'm they not have milk? sure that like Do whales Jews are milk? consuming so much whale. Well, it could happen unless you, if you go to Norway. <laughs> what if the end times come? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, yeah, but you guys, like, well, I just, God like, will provide for the Jews during the end times. <laughs> First Don't of all, you read only the a certain number of them, though. <laughs> only certain. No, number I, of them, you're right? you're confusing them with Mormons. I think. I think and Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses. No, but oh, no, no, it's Jehovah's Witnesses. Because Jehovah's right. Witnesses, there's only like, only it's a really specific number. It's like 174,000. <laughs> Jews really or J-Dubs? Wait, wait. J-Dubs. Oh. So, so if you're a J-Dub and like living in the year 2016 <laughs> and, and you know that 500,000 have probably died previously, dude, does God kick out a lesser J-Dub for you? Probably. Really? Yeah, that I, mean, I assume he's discriminating. So that means that this, the, the, uh, even if you were a perfect J-Dub, your, your odds of getting into heaven go down as time goes on just because there's statistically more people who might be chiller than you? Ooh. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. Their system sucks. Yeah. It's a good thing nothing Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's shitty death insurance right that's there. That's shitty math insurance. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really understand it. I don't understand why people are convinced that there's like a certain number because those numbers were based on like what people thought was a lot back in the day. But, but they also thought like, that the world was going to end like a million times over. But like, isn't never the has. earth going to end like any minute? Does it kind of no, feel that way? No. I think it feels why? that way. No, they say the that. The earth they is going to end. They say that well, like every us. like. Uh, we might end. That's like I mean. they say every century, everyone thinks the world's going to end that century. It's like something that just keeps going. It's like kind of like a motivation to keep certain types of people like working hard and stuff. I think it's just part of being a human being that you're born into this insane fucking world and you're like, this is not sustainable. Like this is going to end any minute. It's crazy over here. But it's just the nature of the world that shit's insane. Just because you don't get how it can continue doesn't mean it's going to end. Exactly. Because it's like the people are saying uh, people don't. People think that their time is the time because they're in the center of their own world. So they can't right. imagine a world without them. Like but also on. every time is fucking nuts. Like the world has always been crazy because it's always been full of people yeah. who are like not the most rational. But we're at the craziest time, I think. Are we though? Like can you <clears> imagine <throat> if you lived in Roman times and you like saw the whole thing falling apart? You'd be like, this is fucking it. Like well, yeah, nothing it was maybe happens more after barbaric, this. But I think that um, our, the way that we're able to – and maybe this is a good segue into the roundtable because are, are we talking about dating today? Hell yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my point is is like now we have – the technological revolution is we're in the middle of it. And we have all these tools that no population in history that we know of has ever had to sort of connect but also distance ourselves from one another. Mm -hmm. So – for that reason, I think it is the craziest time because we're like forging a whole new way of being human. I think I don't think it's a new way. I think that we have we're bringing it to like a logical extreme that it was going towards the whole time. Like human beings are these individuals, but they're also kind of cells of one organism, right? Like you have to live within society because you need other people. And people are like that socially and also just like you need food that someone grew, you need a house that someone built. Right. And like you also need like people in love. So you're always part of this greater whole. And now it's not just that like I see you and we communicate. We're on the same wavelength. It's like now I'm connected with this like little invisible network to everybody. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Now the planet's covered by an organism, one living, breathing organism. That's causing cancer because it's like radio waves. Going I don't know if it's causing cancer or if it is uh, parasitic. Like, well, we are parasitic. That's what I'm saying. But cancer is a, like a kind of parasite. 
Um, yeah, it's like a, it's something that ta- takes up space in your body. And it's and not giving. Multiplies and, and, and it's actually hurting you. And it's the good you. stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It replaces. It occupies and replaces. Speaking of parasites, let's talk about dating. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's dating right now? Are you dating, Josh? No. No, you date women. Yeah. Exclusively. Yeah. Karen, are you dating anyone? Yeah. Who are you dating? Kurt Metzger. Okay. But now you also have like a little bit of an open situation. Is that true? All right. Here's the thing about open relationships for the record. Like they don't really work. Um, (laughs) um, I guess you can kind of like chill and do your thing like in an abstract way. But it's weird. Like I'm not saying this for everybody, but it's not that easy to make an open thing work. Like it is just not that easy. You both Mm -hmm. have to be on the exact same page, the exact same page of what's going on. And you both have to have the exact same attitude about what the other person's doing. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like I'm really chill. I'm really, really a chill person. I'm not jealous. I'm jealous of sir. I'm jealous of hanging out. I can't like take, like if he's like, this chick was so cool to hang out with, I get like upset. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Cause like, what do you mean she was cool to hang out with? Like, have you met me? But um, of sex stuff, like not at all, but I think it's like, I just think men are different. Like, I just don't, I think like biologically men are not like that. What do you mean? What I just think, think like men like? have this drive to well, be, we, to defend the thing that, to defend their like woman. We're programmed to spread the seed as a man. Right. But here's the thing. Women are also like, it's, it's not true. And it's overly simplistic to say that women are only exclusively like partner people because for a woman like there is a biological like evolutionary side to having a side piece that's your plan b in case this first guy doesn't work well, out well yeah there's like some i don't remember what universities came in cuz i haven't really talked or thought about this like since i was like in college but apparently there's a study that said that like was men, that last week <laughs> so no no this is like years ago that men are like programmed to spread the seed and women are programmed to like protect and like have their their seed grow so like they're like Isn't more attractive. Is seed the grossest word in the world? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I think seed is like a, a nice way of saying it, right? <laughs> Some guys use it on grinder. You just means say protect your different. jizz. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Let me nurture your jizz in me <laughs> it's <laughs> until like, it's a person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they're they're like nurturers. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so, but so it, if, that's too simple. So if like. So if, the, if there's, like, an opportunity to have a better nurturing environment with someone else, like, that's why. Like, I don't think women are just going to be on your coattail your whole life. Well, this is actually, like I think, I, I think maybe gay people in this way. Well, actually, all not gay people are not programmed the same way. I just spent the weekend for Christmas at home with my family. And my brothers collectively, between them, have six children. The youngest is four months. Like this morning, I woke up and had the four-month-old just like chilling on my chest, and he was napping after he ate. And there's like this like oxytocin thing that happens. There's like some chemical, and it's like really the baby chilled me out so much, and it felt so good. I have no interest in ever changing a child's diaper, though. I have no interest in actually like disciplining a child. Right. I like to like wind up my nieces and nephews and then let them go. So for me, <laughs> even though I, I understand sort of this biological <laughs> compulsion to reproduce. I don't know if, like, I sometimes... Wait, you feel a compulsion to reproduce? No, I mean, I get the drive. Like, when I was holding my nephew today, I was like, oh, this would be great to, like, have, like, my own. But then I was like, no, it fucking wouldn't. Yeah, I have yeah. no interest in it. <laughs> well, once I'm done, like, It's going to freak the myself, fuck out. Once <laughs> 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 your balls drop. <laughs> um, yeah, but th- for me, like, this is the thing that I think makes diff- dating different. Because when I talk to straight people, they don't really understand what I mean when I'm like, oh, I'm dating this guy. And then I'm like, oh, I'm dating this other guy. I, I, they don't understand what you mean? 
What do you mean they don't understand what you mean? Wait, I thought you were dating this other guy. Like, that was the question I got. Oh, oh, oh. Like, I'm dating a, a few people right now. But so is everybody. Like, who's not dating a few people? In Especially some, in one New way York, or another. people that are, like, like doing stuff. Like, I just don't have time. Also, like, everybody that I know, if they're not having an open thing or whatever, like, it's the relationships are either brand new and it's not boring yet, or they give each other some leeway, or they're having, like, or they're just straight up fucking somebody else, or they're having an emotional affair with a coworker, like... Everybody steps out, every single person. I don't care how happy you are or how much you love the other person, everybody cheats. And uh, here's the other true. thing people are not getting laid that's at home like that. That's people aren't 100% getting fucked. not true. Yeah, I've, I don't, I've I don't never cheat. cheated on somebody. I've literally never cheated on a boyfriend. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Go on. I, I ne- well, I had this one relationship. I'm pretty sure. But you're she- also still really young, Josh. Well, I had one really serious relationship recently and. I never even thought of cheating, and she, I, I assume that she's never cheated on me, but she would get, when she started getting super jealous, she did get super jealous. About like, what to the kind point, of stuff? Texting like, or like? Tech, like texting, social? talking to any kind of woman, like on Facebook texts, like even like old friends from high school, if they're like trying to get me to go to some reunion. But that kind of jealousy is not really about you. You know that, right? Like yeah, that's yeah. completely about her. One time she got mad at me for taking down an email after my show from someone who wanted to get on the mailing list who's like my client also from like my job. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't didn't get the girl's number. I literally just took her email and didn't talk to her literally for another year. Like, but after. that chick is like so, so afraid. Like that's why she's so afraid and she doesn't trust herself like to be able to keep you. Do you but know what now, I'm saying? But now is there also like a part of you that feels protected in that? Like do you does, do you like that? No, I don't like that. That's the reason we broke up. Like, and it kind of, in a, in a way, it like kind of hurts your feelings in a way because you're like, I'm I'm on such good behavior, I'm not getting any credit for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but it hurt. But like, I think, yeah, but like, but that's because it's not about you. It's because it's about her her shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, there's and I also understood an element that. Of like, but she had if to... I push you away, will you still love me? And it's like, oh, I do that. But yeah, but here's the thing that I realize about that because I have friends who do that too, and it's not like. My love for a person that I love is unconditional. Like if I if I know your heart and I love you, then I just love you. But mm-hmm. the friendship's conditional. Like hanging out is conditional. Like you can't be this huge pain in the ass. I'm just gonna stop hanging out with you. And if you're the kind of person who's like, some people feel kind of owed something, or do you know what I mean? Like you know, have like maybe a martyr complex or or that kind of insecurity of like, if I push you away, will you still come back? And the truth is, like when people realize that the person, it like. It's an it's unpayable or like it's unwinnable. They stop trying to win this game. Do you know what I mean? Like people, like you, you broke up with her. Mm-hmm. Like you stop trying to put in the work when you realize the work doesn't end. Mm-hmm. You'll never get credit for good behavior because it's not about that. Well, yeah. this goes back to an idea that um, you brought up about open relationships, and it's sort of what I think about just any relationship. You have to be kind of exactly on the same page about goals. And maybe at the table, what are your goals? Like I think I sort of see it as that. You either go into a relationship um, as like a genuinely just poly person that wants to like be connected to lots of people and you're totally cool with that, or you want to find a primary partner or you want to reproduce. I sort of think that those are like the three approaches to dating that I can... The thing is I don't go in wanting any of those things. Like I want to eventually have like a great, like strong, like... uh monogamous relationship where we get married and have kids but I don't go on dates looking for a wife but don't you think I that like, that's I like go the out, just like I go out connect with someone? I go out going with the flow there are certain girls that are good for me for just dating and like hooking up with or whatever and then there are certain girls that I want to have a relationship with like the last chick I dated like I wanted to ha- like 
things moved a little bit too quickly with this, I think. And uh, everything was perfect. There was nothing wrong. But then, like, uh, it became, like, more and more uh, clear that she kind of, she want like, I was giving her, like, the uh, executive training, and she just wanted to work in the mailroom. Well, can you, know? you what but does because that of mean? That, can you say it in um, vagina terms, please, so we can understand? I'm sorry, wiener terms that <laughs> yeah, the whole well, table can understand? Well, ba- basically, I don't know. I, I was, like, going out of my way to do nice things and stuff for her because, I don't know. Well, she was the first one, first of all, to call me her man. Okay. So after she did that, I started treating it more officially. I like that. That's nice. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So I picked up on that. Like, she Instagrammed some Sunday I bought her, and she was like, oh, my man spoils me. So from that point forward, I thought that our relationship was getting stronger. She's smart. That's a signal. Yeah, so I bought her, like, I I kind of regret this, but so she's from Hawaii, this chick, and uh, she was homesick. So when I went to the Dominican Republic, which I went to... In November, I bought her like a painting of, uh, of like it looked like a Hawaii like beach house. Like a, I thought that was a dope ass present. So I got, I got, and she loved it and stuff. But for some reason, still we we were hanging out. Everything was good as always. And then all of a sudden, like that next Sunday, she was like, "Let we, I really think we should slow it down. I'm not ready for a relationship." But the way that she said it and like the tone, I kind of just, it was like, I, I kind, I was gonna roll with it. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, we had only been seeing each other for a month, and we were starting to, like, have – obviously, we were starting to catch feelings. But yeah. I just was – I kind of felt that way before I bought her the pa- – I, I, I felt like buying her that, like, was kind of like a sign that I'm ready to go forward because I thought that's what she was trying to push. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, all right, fine, I'll go with the flow. But then, like, a, that week – I kind of felt like insecure about everything. Like, like whenever we texted, like I didn't, I just, I just couldn't downgrade once I was up there, you know. Yeah, well, you guys weren't on the same page. It turned out. Yeah, yeah, that's a terrible feeling. That is a shitty ass feeling. Yeah, I don't like that feeling. I hate like I really. It's not that like I'm doing this all the time. Obviously, like if you listen to racehorse, my number is four. But, <laughs> but like I still, with my four, have been in a situation to like have to let people down, and it fucking sucks. Like it sucks so much. Yeah. I hate hurting people's feelings i hate hurting people's egos like i know adults are just gonna get past it like this is an adult who's gonna get over it but it really really sucks to have to like straight up tell someone and not hint at it and not like be cute or whatever just be like look this is what i want and it's not what you want and um there's like nothing you can do about it because this is just like where i'm at it really sucks people get upset yeah i mean i i always give it like when i try to talk it over like i try to i don't like I try to be careful about thinking I know what they want. Mm-hmm. Like I try to have them talk it out, talk out what they're what what they're doing. She was also just too young to have a conversation like that. How old? She was she she I met her at 22 and she turned 23. How like, old are you? In the middle. I'm 28. I mean, it's like a big difference when you're in your yeah, 20s. Yeah. That's it's like, like frontal a lot. lobe shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she was I, not I even tell. a full person yet. Cuz she was like kind of I could tell, like, after we kind of downgraded a little bit and, like, reframed the relationship, she kind of, like, I kind of felt like she was treating me like this one chick I dated off of Bumble, like how I was treating her. Like, I liked the girl, but I didn't want to get into a relationship with her for whatever reason. I just wasn't feeling it. And yeah. it was nothing she could do and wasn't anything she was doing wrong, and I kind of felt bad That's about it. That's the worst part, though. That's the you one know? you're like, there's literally so nothing like wrong with like you, and there's nothing that. you could do differently. Yeah. I felt like it was a reverse, and I like that girl. That girl was sweet, loyal, everything, but it was just, I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't get with the program Dating with Dating seems like a fucking nightmare. This is all, like, it's interesting because it's a little different from the experiences I've had dating recently where, like, it's not so 
cut and dry where like the relationship is now over. I haven't really had a lot of that, but what I have experienced tons of in New York, and I've been dating in New York for two years, because um, I was in a relationship for the first four that I lived here. Mm -hmm. And what I found is that like it's very easy for a connection to just evaporate. It's so easy. Like you just drift apart and you never yes. text. I don't know if oh. it's like me well, first. People are or so you busy first, and or... it's just so easy to like if it's out of sight, out of mind. Like if I, I you know some people will pop into my mind as like I totally forgot about you. Like I haven't thought about you in forever. I didn't stop caring. Like oh, but my bar that also happens to is me like, when I upload you don't my contacts me. onto Facebook. All these contacts I didn't think about for a long time. I was like, oh, that's that hot Indian chick who hit on me that one time when I just started dating my last girl. I'm gonna friend her, see if she accepts. So that's really like, fun. Like oh, these are my sleeper cells in my yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I found like a bunch of old OK Cupid girls that I used to date like in my early 20s, and I friended one of them who was always really cool, but she broke up with me because I'd always get high and fall asleep on our dates. <laughs> <laughs> so now that really I'm older, now that I'm now that I'm older and like know my shit better, like and know how to control myself. You in do my a little weed, blow before. I figured I'd add her and see if she. Slap in the face. Yeah, so I figured I'd add her and see if she accepted. And she did accept. Not only that, wrote me a message. What? So that's like oh. reconnection as an adult. Yeah. That that's a good be a gamble because you really risk looking creepy as fuck. Doing oh, I don't give a fuck if people think. Totally. No, it's not a I really deal. don't somebody care. Just if friends someone... you. It's like at this point in my life, I'm like, it's just sweet. If somebody wants to like reach out, the what's the the most you could do to not have a connection? Just like never respond. That's like it's fine. You just deny it's the just request. not that. Yeah, it's just not that big of a deal. Yeah, people are just true. like people are have like a kind of sweetness or whatever. Like yeah, maybe like someone wants something from you or whatever, but they're probably just like friending you. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't accept if I don't know. I, you. Really I didn't either, not anymore. Yeah, because there's same, too many fucking thing. weird ass motherfuckers, yeah, and I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't do that either. But people I do, I have met in person. There's still like a line of people I shouldn't add, and there are a lot of people who don't accept me, who I add a little bit too randomly, just because <laughs> I just have fun looking through people who I should be friends with and being like, oh yeah, I know that guy. And I click the ad. Oh, I stalk and I. Do you stalk. unfriend? Do you? Okay, so like, you I break will up unfriend with out of spite. I, I only unfriend. Totally. I only Kurt unfriend. Unfriend each other a thousand times like we love each other <laughs> i only unfriend people like if they if i decided i'm really done with them or because i or if yeah, they're totally. bothered or if they're trolling me a little too much i block them i, I just recently unfriended but, all of my ex's friends and it felt really good oh because really? i didn't um, really like them oh i keep them i yeah. keep all i keep no. my ex's sister i keep her, her parents <laughs> Because you never you never know what what like emergency might happen. Oh, you're a nice we're, we're person. Because we're both blocked from each other's, obviously. Obviously, like me and her. How could you not? Be? I mean, it's it's like a good way to kind of still keep tabs, you know. Well, can I ask you guys something? So I had this conversation over Christmas. I think I was talking to Ari Shafir or somebody, and I was like. I like you know when they're like women can have the can have it all like honestly I don't think that's true I don't think women can have it all I think men can have it all and the reason is that men's standard for all is so much lower like, I, I disagree. I'm talking about straight no. men, though. By no. the way, I'm talking, no. No, no, no. I'm talking about straight no, men. I still I'll, I'll tell you that. that you're wrong. Can you hear me out for two seconds? Yes. Here's my reasoning. <laughs> what nightmare you guys are. Um, <laughs> So my reasoning is like this, and obviously I'm generalizing, okay, but like this is just in my experience of dealing with men and women, straight. A gay, I think, is probably different. Actually, what the fuck do I know? I'll say it. I Maybe don't know. I'll okay, but, here, but like for a man, for the men that I know specifically, what they want in a woman is like someone they like to fuck, obviously, you know, they're attracted to, um, can hang out with sort of, like someone who's kind of cool, who does, doesn't just like completely suck to be around, doesn't embarrass them in public, 
too badly. And um, <laughs> that was a gasp. <laughs> it's true. Um, <laughs> and then they have a job that they like. That's having it all for a man. And for a woman, it's like all this other shit. Like, so my he has to be my friend and my lover and like understand me deeply in my soul. And like the job, like I have to have, like it's all but this shit the thing that he is- wants. To- and a family and a guy who will stay home with you. And like, maybe he's a little bit clean and can cook a little bit like Oh, there's a whole not list. Not all women are that's like that. That's a lot. Here, first of all, not all women are like that. And Ideally, second, I mean, that's like what I want. And secondly, <laughs> secondly, I think that all that could be accomplished just by doing one task as a man. And that's just making a girl feel special and just like complimenting her here and there, taking her out when you want to go out to eat. You always take her out with you. you yeah, know, but that's, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but just, for a man to, ha- to have it all, so to speak, like he, he for her, yes. But for him, he doesn't have to do that. I, I've actually used to think that actually too. Like I used to think it, it must be so much easier for women to get laid whenever they want. But if you think about it, I think men are actually a lot more picky than women. If you think about it, I mean, I've had sex with four people, so I don't but, know about that. No, no. So women, like in general, I'm not talking about specific women. I'm talking about the general population of women. They'll hook up with anybody. That's not you could true. Be, you could be a fat guy. You could even be a girl, and they could be straight. They'll hook up with people if you. That isn't true. If you make a woman feel comfortable enough, it is true. Like if if you're. No, it's not. If, if you no no like like someone like Biggie could hook up with any chick. He's rich. Yeah, but women anyone like could powerful get, men. Any, that is but, a really attractive currency. A, anybody, no, but, Biggie but any man, also had a huge dick. Any he man, used to rap about it's it. irrelevant. Any man, no like, matter what so you sexy. look like, though, could get rich. Like. A woman like men. Have, I, I uh, couldn't disagree with you more. I think this conversation is silly. No, I think no, it's also like really strange. <laughs> any, any women. It's about people, and I think it's about goals. I think like any person that wants to go right now and fuck or get fucked could do it. Fine, but it's not going to be the one that you pick. Like you're going. Yes, look. If I, as a woman, I could go out. I could literally, if it were a dare, and. And you guys were like, I'll give you $1,000 if you can get laid within the next, like, five minutes. I could do it. But I think that, like, fundamentally – and this is not just about, like, a relationship between two people. This is about how society functions. It really is about, like, what is the goal of dating? And that's what causes – for like, I think it's it, it's this transcends. But you're just making my point because I'm saying that a man's goal is a is a simpler, easier to fulfill goal right, than a woman's. I think tell it you. For the most well, part. check it out. Steve Harvey probably has women ar- around the block for him. Rosie O'Donnell does not have men around the block. For she's her. gay, but so she's she gay. Want them. I mean, but well, whoever like Whoopi Goldberg doesn't have men. How around do you possibly she's gay too, know isn't that? She? Is Whoopi gay? No, she just seems it. But I bet you that Whoopi <laughs> has plenty <laughs> no, no. of people. <laughs> Like, I mean, how could you possibly even Yeah, how would you know? That? How would you know? You could tell by, like, how you the guests can't. act on the show. I There's no way. I know that, that, that you makes cannot, any sense. You cannot I guess you can't tell really that. tell, but no, you, you, you could assume it's that. About, can't you could assume whatever you want, but why you, you are we could dating? be wrong. That's what it comes down to. Why are we dating? It literally is, are, are, are we trying to make a baby? Is that the end goal? And you say that you're but, not going on a date. You, uh, you are, gosh, Josh. Going on a date, <laughs> you ultimately want a primary monogamous partner. Ultimately, someday. In yeah. the like, in sort of the like amorphous future, that's what you see happening for yourself. Mm-hmm. Correct? That has to be informing every date that you go on. Even if you say that you have women for different reasons, mm-hmm. like you have a woman that you just want to hook up with and hang out with, and then you have a woman that you want to like date long term. Like, but it still that, goes back to your ultimate goal. That ultimate goal yeah. is informing your decision in that moment. And that's what I think is just 
cause it. That's what I think makes dating really well, like, difficult. Well, like, what's your goal? Because for me, it's like a real, it's like a specific type of connection that I want with somebody. And so that makes me incredibly picky. I just like physically can't stand the people that I can't stand. Do you know, not, not, I don't mean just like to hang out with, but I mean like intimacy. Like, I just physically can't do it if I can't. Do you know what I mean? And like, that connection is really, um, that connection is like a rare thing and it happens on like, all these levels simultaneously. Does that make sense? Like, it's not that easy for totally. me it's to find a person. Thing. It's like, and it's not about babies or whatever. It's just about like, it's so hard to find a person that you like, not even love, but just like and can stand. It's so fucking hard. Or a person who's not boring. Like, I can't be bored for two seconds. I want to kill myself. Seriously, I have like a feeling of panic if I'm even bored a little bit. And it's like an immature thing, but I can't help it. I just like freak out a little bit. And so... That's honestly, me and Kurt have been together for 10 years. Like, why? Why do you think that is? We've never had a problem? No. It's because the whole, we love each other and we connect, but like, I've never been bored. That's what I want. I want to not be bored. You're lucky. That's very, I mean, yeah, you found it early. Yeah. Totally. But I think that that's like my ultimate goal. You said, what was my goal? My goal is somebody that I can get old with. Like, I don't want to get old alone. I think men are a lot more picky of who they get into a relationship with, and that's definitely Then women? Yeah. I, I just You don't think so? Up. No. So many girls have tried to get into relationships with me just off random Tinder dates. Well, I will say this. I've never, but like dudes, I never hear of dudes trying to move it into a relationship fast when they're meeting someone. I have had that experience on a number of occasions of a guy being like, well, I came and I love you. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just, that's just like not how this is going to operate at all. And like, I don't want to hurt people, but I just like can't do it. I fall in love at like eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm a mess about it. But then I fall out very easily too. So it's not like a big deal. But I just don't understand. It's not love. It's something else. It's not so men and women. I really don't think it is. I mean, I will say being a bartender in the West Village, which is like where a lot of like financy younger people that are single live, and mm. I see a lot of dates. Um, I think that there are just more men than women, and or sorry, more women than men, and so wait, in the more area women than oh, 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 that I see. Uh huh. So men have more to choose from. That I see working well, in this one specific like socio economic bubble. For straight women, New York is kind of a nightmare because it's not that there's no good dudes here, it's that there's not that many. There's a lot of men, but there's not that yeah. many quality men. There's not that many straight quality men. So, like, you'll meet, I meet tons of dudes who are great, but they're like married, gay. That's like the all the hot, smart, educated ones are like hella gay. Correct. Um, <laughs> or they're garbage. They're garbagey. And I just like, it's not someone I'm gonna like really connect with or want to like um be vulnerable with necessarily and there's so many quality women in the city like all my girlfriends who are the reason that we're so tight is because they're amazing like they're beautiful educated smart successful funny down-to-earth people can't find a man it's really crazy here the dick economy is like there's like a huge i would say downright depression not even a recession Mm, (laughs) yeah it's upsetting it's because you're looking on Tinder. You have to go. You have, I'm you're not, going well, to the I'm wrong not on place. Tinder. Well, where no, are nothing you going? You. Oh, Josh. No, just I mean, like in your life. Well, in my, I don't know. I, I feel I find good quality women. I feel like I'm a good quality man. I find them just like living life. You know, if mm. you do your thing, like I think men, if you if you just focus on yourself and do your job the way you want to do it, women just come. You know, and good women. You know, if you're on Tinder, I know look, that's the whole if you're problem. The type of, if you're the type of man. <laughs> But if you're the type of man who's out looking for it, you're going to get low-quality women. You're going to become a low-quality person. Isn't that a human thing, though? Like, if you're really looking hard, you're not going to find it? Maybe. I, people say that, but again, that's I mean, another it's the thing same I don't thing think with is women. quantifiable. I, I, don't think it's, mm-hmm. I don't think it's male-exclusive. 
But yeah, I don't either. So many more men are out there just trying to get laid. But what's happened because there's of these a lot apps, of women are also just trying to get laid though. Like I think no, you I would mean be no, no, I mean like men. Like if you go on someone's Facebook, like a random female comics Facebook, you'll 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 be able to pick out at least five dudes thirsting on them. Right. You, you can't go on my Facebook and find like five. That's because men are them. fucking predators. No, that's yes, what, no, that's men are animals. Get, well, that's what I'm saying. They're they're the ones. Tweets, they're going. Karen gets they're like sexualized out. tweets. At exactly. Her and I don't. Exactly. Karen, your lips look kissable. Away. Did Phil say that? <laughs> Away. Somebody said Phil. Wait, did you Phil, say that? Wait, that's it Phil. Say. It wasn't Phil. Like, no, 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 I don't no, think no. it was Phil. Phil's been like very sweet. No, always. Phil is very sweet. His his girls are all coming through couch surfing. What do you mean? He he does couch surfing, so he like hosts people and he goes out to like he spends his. That money is on vacation. not the worst way to meet people. That's yeah, that's not a, the that, worst yeah, way. Yeah, it's I've actually ever heard. good. I actually used to couch surf when I was right out of college, and like every I only would couch surf with people I wouldn't mind raping me. So it's only like cute chicks. That <laughs> does, I figure, that, that I figure I'm staying at, a woman. <laughs> I'm staying at your house. I'm staying at your house for free. I'm assuming just in case you want something a little extra. That was my safety and security. Like I never does that stayed. apply to men and women, Josh. That's a really good question because <laughs> Tommy's got a spare couch. <laughs> <laughs> I just did. Till tomorrow. I did stay. <laughs> I did town. stay with. Uh, I did stay with this girl in North Carolina when I would go down to like good nights or wherever I was going in North Carolina, um, and she was like. Um, kind of like this crazy stripper alcoholic and her roommate was this gay dude and me and him were super cool like he would come out to all my it wasn't anything sexual or nothing like that but it, like, I, it's not like I uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I'd be af- I'm afraid of someone just because they're gay or anything like that I just don't want to be in a situation where I'm like staying at like some 50 year old man's house mm-hmm. and like no, I, neither do I. No, no, no. <laughs> right. Yo, you want to hear a crazy story? One time I was looking for an apartment. I found this apartment in Cobble Hill. This was when I was first moving out of my mom's house in Brooklyn. Um, so I found this apartment across from Cobble Hill Cinemas next to Buddy's Burrito, which is the best burrito outside of California. Oh my God, that's where I lived for the first four years. Oh, really? In Buddy's Burrito? I disagree about the burrito. <laughs> I lived on President Wait, really? You disagree about Buddy's Burrito not being like the best in New York, at least. Uh, well, there's a truck that parks. Uh, on there's no West truck 4th. that's as good as Buddy's. Are you, you kidding? Me? Listen, I've had both. Hello, I love my burrito is <laughs> my perfect meal. I mean, you're talking about dick and vagina, but what about the, <laughs> what about the burrito? There's a truck in the West Village on West Fourth and almost Seventh Avenue, like right across from Monster, that is delicious. But Buddy's, they grill their steak. You can get it medium rare. But tell your story though. That's cool. Anyway, yeah, I interrupted. Okay. But but uh, so so this guy, uh, so I go and there literally this guy coming down the stairs. It looked like what Super Mario would look like now. If he aged, you know, <laughs> he was coming down the stairs. So he lets me in, and the first thing he so he brings me upstairs, and he's like, kind of, he's like, the first thing he mentions is that he's gay, and he's like, but don't worry, I'm not gonna be bringing any old men home. I date guys your age, <laughs> or something like like that's <laughs> even gonna, better. Like that's gonna comfort me. So then he's like, and he was like showing me the rooms and stuff, and like there was like some Puerto Rican kid who was like 21 living in one of the rooms, and he was like talking all like about this kid, how awesome he is. So then there's my room that he shows me, and then there's like this living room area, and it's like a library, and then in the books, there's literally a hole, like just a hole in the books, like it looked like like looked like going into another dimension or something with like a plastic shower curtain over it. And he goes, and that's where I live. No, so I'm he like, lived in a, a cave hole, like a little cave hole. It was like <laughs> stereotypically molester, yeah. you know. <laughs> So I'm like I'm just like picturing in my head. What if I brought a girl over here, we're chilling in the living room, then all of a sudden like this little creepy he man crawls out of the, out of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> did he 
I mean, did he like no. kill and eat people? Like, what was the point so of I, living then in Ohio? I got to see the swing. So <laughs> then I kind of, so I kind of left, and then like a few weeks later, he sends me this text saying, like basically like saying, "Oh, I found another, I found another boy who completely in the matched wall. my <laughs> my specifications." So I will not, I'll be rejecting you. Like he like rejected me when I, I'm like, okay, good. You dodged a freaking <laughs> bullet. Wow. No, no, I didn't want it. I wasn't gonna stay there either way. You know, you would have ended like up in the ghost. wall. <laughs> You know how yeah. all these stories end? Yeah. <laughs> all those books are of another person he's raped. When he was like, college. this is where I live, it was, and like the end of the sentence is like, and you will do. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great location. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is what you're paying for after all. I ended up living with this African dude in Park Slope, which was dope. I like had a sick house. It was like 800 bucks. Mm. It was decorated. The dude did interior design and construction. So whenever something broke, he would just Was he gay? It. No, no. He was just like a very blue collar, like construction guy, like dreads. He was like my skin colors. It was like every, actually interesting. He was from this country called Cape Verde, mm-hmm. and everyone there is biracial, basically, or biracial looking. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. It's like a country of my own. I didn't think I could ever go into a room where I'd be in a room of people like me. Are you Cape Verdean? No. I'm half Italian, half black. Oh, cool. So wait, um, okay, so here's what I wanted to ask you. So on the last Race Wars with Rachel Yucatel, which was like an awesome, awesome episode, but you told the story about hooking with the chick who farted, who was like farting and farting. While well, squirting. No. While squirting, that's right. No, I, no, well, I didn't know that she was squirting at the time. I, mean, I was going to send this to my mom since we talked about religion, but now I guess we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Carter, uh, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. All right, so... <laughs> Well, the thing was, she wasn't just like, uh, I mean, it wasn't that I was mad that she was farting or anything. <laughs> it, it looked like she was trying Your penis to... is in her vagina while she's farting. Yeah, so break it down. And squirting. No, no, so... So is it like squirting around No, no, well, penis? I didn't feel, no, I didn't feel any water coming out. Like, there, but I had a condom on, though, so okay. I probably wouldn't. Yeah, right. She did squirt at some point. Is a squirt the consistency of, like, water or cum? I don't wow, know. Wow, what a good... I, okay, now, I only in, saw the stain. I don't know what the squirt was. In was it films, no, the stain in film is just it in looks my like sheet. water. Mm-hmm. It just looks like straight up water. Mm-hmm. Well, this girl... So anyway, but this girl, when I pulled out, she was there like pushing out of her butt, like butt muscles pushing. I knew it, was, it wasn't anyone an orgasm that I've ever Were seen. Were you seeing mm-hmm. like the sphincter open a little? To yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like opening and closing and like it was like she was going, like pushing, like, like trying to... Maybe that's her like, fetish. Yeah, not, but mine. It was not for She you. was actively trying to shit. So yeah, that's what I thought. So then I was just like, uh, are you okay? And like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she was just and then that's when she's like, I was I'm just squirt that's I think that's her cover. Like she just kinda yelled it at me. Like it was weird if to yell at me. So then she kinda goes up and goes to the bathroom and I turn on the light and there was like there was a little squirt thing, it, but it could have been there at any point. I sniffed it, didn't smell like anything, so I felt like it was okay to sleep on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, <laughs> no, it's a weird thing she said. Then, like, the next morning, she's like, yeah, so th- that your whole mattress is probably ruined. My squirts go all the way through. I'm like, oh, no, I have a mattress cover underneath my <laughs> sheet. Thank God I wet the bed as a kid. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I know all about the water. As a 27-year-old kid. <laughs> You know I actually haven't wet the bed layers? in a long time. You're just you that got, traumatized that you still have a You got like covered? fart no, no, pretty hard ma- on I'm that just episode. Used, I'm used, I'm used, 
I'm used to just like putting those on my bed and, and it actually makes it a little bit more comfortable to me. So. The crinkly ones though? No, no. It's like, it's kind of like a, pla- it's like a plastic thing, but with like this, it's like foam underneath, it's like a plastic thing on uh-huh. top of it. So it's like an extra little Get pad. It. Okay. It's kind of cool. And so that- you, I, I think you missed the opportunity to be with like a real sexual explorer. This woman sounds like she was like no, no, but she was also down for a lot. She was of also shit. pretty like insane and stuff, and like what do you mean insane? Yeah, but I insane people are like really that, good to fuck. Yeah, but you know what? That word gets thrown around so much when it comes to women. Insane. Like, first of all, I have like not met that many sane men. If we're talking about sanity, like, what do you mean she was insane? Well, we she, have psychosis as a society. Well, so I mean, like, she insane. was just like she wasn't like when I say insane. Like she would, she was like a pathological liar, which is like something that scares me the most. Oh, I dated one of those. It's I saw a most, him on Grindr this weekend. In it's the most. That's the scariest. It like that's a the hot scariest thing. To fuck. He was. That's <laughs> a, his picture. Well, that's the scariest thing you in a hot woman. Hot little liar. <laughs> it's a scary thing for a woman. So to what be was a liar. her lie? What? Yeah. What, Why so, is it scary? What kind of You're very gendered. About? What is that? I don't. I think it's scary. Like you say, it's scary for a woman. Why is it scary for a Cause woman? Because like a woman could accuse you of something. That's like a big fear. Oh, because you're, you're afraid guy. that they're going to accuse you of raping them. Or something like anything or hitting them or anything. Like you don't want – like if she's mad at you, that could happen. Okay. So I agree actually that it's scary for any sexual partner to reveal – because I had the same thought actually about the guy that I did that was a, like a literal psycholo- – yeah. like a psychopath. He would pathologically lie. What did your woman lie about? So she got fired from my – I knew her friend through work. And this uh, was the this was farter, far yeah, yeah. yeah. What, so what, what, I knew what's work. I or what was work. I don't want to say. Oh, I'm a real estate agent. So she worked at my company, and uh, me and her were always super cool, super nice to each other. I liked her so much. I always thought she was super cute too. And we were just like exchange. We exchanged numbers, or we exchanged numbers a while ago. But I I was gonna ask her out for a drink right before I was gonna break up with the girl, who uh, down the downgrade girl, who mm, I, mm, you know. Mm, mm. So. So right after we were going to, we, we decided to get a drink, she got fired. So, but then she, but this is what she lied about to me. I found out she got fired for lying about serious shit at my job. But is it a pathological liar if you have an actual reason to lie? Well, I don't know, but she didn't have a reason to lie. So she went into my, so in the morning she, she woke up at like 7 a.m. and went and took a swig of bourbon in the kitchen my roommate was like saying, "Yeah, someone was drinking bourbon in the kitchen this morning," and uh, that's fun. Yeah, so that that's like a sign, a bad sign to do on the first date. <laughs> but so I, I just asked her about it just because I was curious. I was like, and not only did she say no, like she was super insulted. She's like, "I would never disrespect you like that. Your roommate <laughs> drank it and is blaming me. People always do this. God, I fucking hate white people." And like she's like she okay. like goes on like like a twenty text tirade about it. Oh, it'd be so great if she was white, is she? No, no, she's black. <laughs> but uh, sh- but yeah, it was just it was just insane. So my, I'm like, well, I've never gotten to a conflict with my roommate in two years. We've never lied to each other. And she's he's like, well, maybe he found out you might be moving out, and he was like, this is the time to take a swig of bourbon and blame it on the girl he has over. <laughs> I mean, it's just like ridiculous. Well, but my quite yeah, no, I mean that is a ridiculous lie, and it's like. Probably just like a lot easier to be like, yeah, dude, sorry. I, I wouldn't have cared if she would have just said, yeah. Yeah, but however, like what you determine to be a pathological lie because you don't understand why someone would lie about it. Like for her, that could be deeply humiliating. Like maybe she has a problem with this. She doesn't want to admit it. Hits you close to home. Like to me, pathological liar is like um, 
is like, well, you know, the, so I heard it was raining in Austin today and like I totally didn't. I have no yes. idea. Like the guy that, that I dated. That's, that's irrational. Well, I only, I this gave is, her this is not totally two, two chances, two chances and like she lied. She was that's definitely just a, a liar. liar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like the guy that I dated, he said one day, he was like, I'm like, he was my manager at a restaurant. We were the exact same age, like 25. And he was like, I'm thinking of applying to uh, graduate programs in design. And less than a week later, we were standing around with our co- with my coworker, another coworker, and there was just a lull in conversation. And he goes, "So guys, good news! I got into a few programs for graduate for design." And I was like, "Oh, you did? Because like less than a week ago, you were telling me you were thinking about it, but you had to put together a portfolio." I was like, "So where did you get in?" He's like, <laughs> "Harvard, Rhode Island School of Design. There was like two others, and then he's like, and some school in Massachusetts." So, oh, one of them was um, UC Berkeley. Okay. Wow. So I'm I didn't even know they had a program. No, so I'm crazy, <laughs> and I called Berkeley to see if they had gotten an application from this guy's name, and they told me that they hadn't. So then I wrote him an email. I was like, I called Berkeley. Because <laughs> I had, but I had, like, had many suspicions that he'd lied before, but he was so handsome. I was completely blinded by it. But that's a pathological liar, somebody who just completely invents it. And then he admitted mm-hmm. it. He said it was something he did when he wanted to retreat from the world. That's really interesting. I mean, isn't that just like so fascinating? Did you keep dating him to study him? No, uh, that was the end of it. I had a very dramatic uh, episode while we were working one night. I burst into tears and said, you don't love me. And I walked out <laughs> of the restaurant. <laughs> did you quit the restaurant? No, not, not, not then. But I did leave that night. Um, but then we stopped speaking. So we would work together but not speak. So um, I think we should uh, jump into a little quick round of rapid fired. Pew, pew. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so dating themed. Um, okay, I have so a wait, great idea. This, Someone we've never go. done before. Okay, so I'll tell you. Ready? Mary fuck kill. It's dating style. Uh, okay, ready? We're gonna do a race wars. I'm one. great at this game, by the way. Me too. Um, it's our signature game. It is the shit. Okay, ready? Kurt, Sherrod, Tommy O'Malley. <laughs> Big dick edition. Yeah, you can't get sneaky. Just, kidding. You just like play the game. Yeah. <laughs> dick Sorry for bringing edition. down the average guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have to play. You have to pick. I'd probably, I'd probably marry Kurt, fuck Sherrod, kill Tommy. It's fine. Sorry. I'm the least powerful of that group. Can you please explain? I don't know. Kurt, you told me there's never a boring moment. He's literally never bored me ever. <laughs> Sherrod, Sherrod is cool and he, I feel like he looks after people he's fucked. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've never fucked him, so I don't know, but he is cool. I feel like he seems like a cool dude and, and we're both in comedy and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> and now the most <laughs> important part, why am I dead? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, you're just dead. A, I, the kill is always whoever the last one left is. So yeah, right, right. I don't ever watch. It's almost not fair that it's marry, fuck, kill because marry and fuck are like such like it should be marry fuck kind of... it should be marry fuck leave alone yeah <laughs> it should be marry fuck and like like take out to dinner but then don't text later <laughs> um tommy it's your turn okay Same so people. what is your of all like celebrities who is your ultimate woman mm. that's actually interesting because it does change and who's your ultimate man I don't really have an ultimate man. Boo. I mean, Play I don't. The game, pathological liar. No, it's cool. You're homophobic. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I mean, like, sexually, 
I don't, no, I'm, just like you could be sexually for the woman and just like something else for the man, like just like the the one oh, your like, favorite like one. Like my fa- oh okay, that's easy then. <laughs> um, oh, it's hard. Like I kind of <laughs> cer- during certain songs, I love Rihanna, but it's not like, but like sometimes I'll take like a Jennifer Lawrence over her. Oh, Jennifer oh. Lawrence is a little balloon-headed for me. Well, I think she's I think she pretty. seems like a cool chick, but she probably, at this point, is probably too big-headed. I don't know. Oh, you know who I used to love? Hilary Duff as a kid. Yeah, she's interesting. Lizzie McGuire. Who right? didn't like that? Me, kind of. I know, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? Well, wait, no, as, you, okay, okay, okay. Oh, I didn't say, okay. That, I didn't say my dude, though. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I guess uh, my dude is probably... Like, Denzel never, like, messes anything up. Yes, that's know. absolutely correct. Yeah, he's, like, really, really solid And he's gold. still hot at, like, 70. How? Or, or Eminem. Still, I'm still a huge so Eminem fan. Me too. Wow, really oh, but he's gay, so he would be into it. Is he? No, he's I, I mean, I... <laughs> I had this, like, super uptight Christian, really, really prudish Korean student once, and she was, like, she was, like, in her mid-30s, had never, like, dated or anything like that. It was just, like, Korean culture was a little crazy. And, um... She loved Eminem. Like, that was her dude that she loved. Loved Eminem. Eminem's okay. the best. All right, go. Um, all right, wait, wait, wait. Can I just say, do you guys know who Simon Rex is? Yeah, of course. Um, MTV. He had the jerk-off videos that I watched religiously oh my through my God. adolescence. You know, he just, no on, on all his social media, <laughs> just calls himself daddy all the time. It gets to me. Wow, he's hot. I know. He, he's aged well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't follow he's him He's aged, like, media. beyond well. Yeah. Only for that reason. Because he goes, hey, follow your old dad on Snappy. I'm like, okay. Is he a dad? <laughs> no. Oh, it's he's even not hotter. anybody's father. Oh, it's so oh, good. Oh, my fucking yeah. God. Yeah, that's good. So that's your ultimate celebrity, like, of everybody? That's my dude. Um, fa- Facial type-wise, like, the kind of guy that I go for, like, if I just see him out in the wild, I'm like, mm, yes, who are you? Um... The lawyer from the practice, that hot lawyer from the practice with the dark hair. Very handsome. Very handsome. Um, that's my dude, yeah. I like Michael Ely. Do you know that guy? Nope. He's kind of a dad. Look him up. He's beautiful. How do you spell that even? E-A-L-Y, I think. I don't even know what he's been in. He's just like the most beautiful man. If I had to go non-white, Idris Elba. Well, he's non-white too. Michael. Oh. Why why do you, why would you have to go non-white? For the game. Like if someone was like, okay, but just like mix it up. <laughs> I'd be like Idris, a thousand percent can I, Idris. Can I just say something? I don't get it. What? Idris? I literally Have you don't ever get watched it. Luther? He's powerful. Come on. He's such a good he actor. Has this, he has this powerful aura. Have you heard his voice? Have you seen him act? Have you yeah. seen his face and body? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. We just like can't agree. It's so funny because like we're really similar I in know. a lot of ways, but we like cannot well, agree. Well, we'll never fight for the same guy. Literally so that's never. Good. All right. So you're who did you say you were fucking again? What dude? Uh, if you have to be gay, M&M Denzel. And Denzel. Oh yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. A threesome. Okay. Oh, that sounds Sick good. Sick choices. Training day we- two. <laughs> um. Training day several. Gosh is whole. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to go. This has been this like has been really fun. It's been one of the funnest. I'm so depressed to go home and sleep by myself tonight, but you know, I'll get through it. You are gonna get through. <laughs> um, thank you for by the way, thank you for waiting. I, I oh, made everybody thanks. wait because my bus was really late. Oh my god, like literally like an hour, uh, 30 minutes. I know. Our, to our a little classic bit more. show. I don't think producer. I've ever met someone who's come from Boston on a bus who wasn't late. 
Uh, that's you know what because it's a that's actually like a fair city. point. <laughs> <laughs> and buses are a shithole vehicle. I know, and I took the Chinatown bus. But um, what are you uh, gonna do? Well, oh my god! It either takes two alive. hours or seven, or you die. Yeah. Well. Um, what are you promoting? You want to say Twitter or whatever? Uh, yeah, you could come to my show, Northern Discomfort. The next one is the first Tuesday in January. It's gonna be a dope ass time. You definitely should come down. Is that at the stand? Sherrod Small's gonna be on it actually. Again, speaking of race wars, that's amazing. The Stand Comedy Club. Yeah, at the right. Stand. Um, then I have. Yeah, uh, that show is a beauty bar every Friday. It should be a lot of fun. Actually, it's it's really fun because you don't know what you're going to get at beauty bar. Sometimes it's super rowdy. Sometimes the audience of librarians. I love. Sometimes beauty it's bar. crazy comedians. I always I have this dude Rich James who who's like a staple cheerleader of comedy. He's my fucking DJ. He's like my black Kramer. Come check me and Rich James <laughs> Wait, so out. Oh, is he Friday? as racist as Kramer? Yeah. Hold on. It's Friday Beauty Probably Bar? Probably more. <laughs> Can he have an N-word meltdown at the show? Your shit? No, he, oh, well, he's, uh, well, he's Jamaican. He's Jamaican when he wears a dashiki. He's a lot of fun. He does a lot of shots of bourbon. What fucking time is your at goddamn two, motherfucking show? In the after he sleeps show. with you. Be- beauty Bar. to shit on you. Beauty Bar at 8.30 on Fridays. Okay. very. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And your Twitter is Gosh Carter. Yeah, Gosh Carter. Now everyone knows I'm never changing it. Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. This podcast alone has fossilized that name. Um, you can always get at us at at unhirable show on Twitter at Karen Margolis. It's me at Tommy O'Malley's Tommy. Um, we haven't checked email in like years and years, but you can always feel free to email us. We love it. It's um, I don't know the password. I'll get it. I'll find it. It's <laughs> unhirable podcast at Gmail. Um, don't forget to check out Race Wars on Patreon. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, yell at us, hit us up, follow us, talk to us. Uh, oh, we love you. And I will suck your dick if you message me on Grinder. Go to Gay Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> I know this for a it's fact happened. to be true. <laughs> um, you guys, we're going to hang out with you next week. Okay, take it easy. Peace.